Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One, and uh, special guest today is Andy Warnock. Um, really excited to have Andy on. Um, we, we know each other somewhat casually, I guess you'd say, but uh, Andy, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, and, and then we'll get started. Sure. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I love what you're doing. Uh, Andy Warnock grew up in Delaware, Ohio. Um, I uh, ended up staying in Delaware for college, played basketball and a little bit of soccer, actually, uh, for Ohio Wesleyan. Uh, and it was there that I kind of stoked my business interest, particularly in real estate, uh, but also stoked uh, a bit of philanthropic uh, passion as well. Uh, and eventually landed in Hilliard, uh, where we obviously have met, uh, loved Hilliard for a variety of reasons. One, it reminded me a bit of Delaware, the town that I grew up in. Um, two, it has a unique uh, blend of both socioeconomic and racial diversity, which we were excited about. Uh, I'll get into my story a little bit um, with regards to our family we've adopted. We have a blended family. Uh, it just felt like a community that would embrace uh, that type of, of family dynamic. So um, we love being here. Uh, we've got four kids, eight, six, almost three and two. Uh, <clears throat> my wife stays home with our kids. Uh, she was in the social work field uh, and decided to, to take her talents uh, into the, the homestead, uh, borrowing a phrase from my buddy LeBron. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. You said blended family. I say beautiful family. I appreciate uh, that. I think so too, but I'm biased. No, well, I'll say it for you, man. You got a beautiful family. And so uh, you, you must have seen my notes, and I know we're unscripted, but but I do have notes over here just so I stay on track because I'm all over the place. But um, my first note was talk to me about your family, man. They're, they're, it's a beautiful family. Um, tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. Uh, yeah, so we had two boys, and um, I thought our family was complete. And uh, my wife came to me at one point and said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to try for that girl. And uh, I, I said, who am I to keep that from you? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Right. We tried and um, look, you know, we haven't shared this a lot publicly, but we, we had some struggles uh, getting uh, that, that girl or really that third child, um, a couple of miscarriages. And uh, my wife turned to me at one point and said, look, I, I think adoption's in our future. Wow. And being a social worker, um, you know, that that was her heart. Uh, she worked with a lot of, of uh, underprivileged kids and really the most vulnerable youth in our communities. So we, we went to a couple of uh, information sessions, uh, pursued the adoption route. And as you hear um, so often, uh, a birth mom picked us and we found out we were pregnant within 48 hours of one another. So oh my goodness. Uh, you know, at that point, we weren't, weren't sure exactly uh, what was going to happen. We didn't know if the pregnancy was going to, uh, you know, be successful. We didn't know if that birth mom would uh, allow us to see this through to the finish line. Uh, and both uh, saw their way to the finish line and both were little girls. So we have um, a little biracial girl that we adopted uh, from, from Ohio here. 
uh, in December of 2017, and then got our biological girl in July of 2018. So it is, as I told you before we started, if uh, two two-year-olds come tearing through my office doors, uh, unscripted is going to be unscripted in a unique way. Well, that's the beauty of unscripted. They're welcome, um, and especially because now you get to be a girl dad, which we've touched on. Love it. Uh, there's a lot of I tell you, a lot of guys on this podcast are are either one missing hair. Uh, or two have our girl dad or sometimes both. So, um, man, that that's awesome. Um, I well, love I'm missing hair. I, I buzz my hair because there's no time to do my hair. And everybody says, if you can grow hair, why do you buzz it? And I said, well, find me the hours in the day and I'll, I'll keep hair <laughs> on my head. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm jealous, uh, but, but at the same time, it's awesome. But um, the biggest thing is, is uh, being a girl dad is special. And, and like I said, on a few other podcasts, I think Kobe taught us that, you know, if we could take something away from that. And, and man, what a what a story uh, that you all have that and that's that's special. That is really special. And uh, when we had we had two and I was happy because we had a boy and a girl. So I was like, man, we got salt and pepper. We're, we're good. Got the complete set. You know, we're, we're good to go. And, and my wife, too, wanted wanted that third. And, and I always said that um, I felt like God whispered in my ear. I swear audibly um, perfect when we found out we were having another girl. Um, and uh, you know our life has been been uh, pretty special with with three, so it's amazing how that kind of works out, you know. Uh, Amen. But, That's right. Yeah. Well, you guys got to follow Andy on Twitter because you'll see all the stuff his family does. You all are active, man. I mean, you you guys are always out doing something and finding some place and and just getting after it. It's amazing what you guys do as a family every weekend. It's it's incredible. Uh, uh, thank you. I, I have two great parents that, uh, you know, I think the biggest blessing for me as a kid, as I look back, is just experiencing life, you know, um, going on adventures. It's so easy nowadays for kids just to get sucked into a screen and uh, we're guilty of that, just like sure. any other parent, but, sure. um, we love those life adventures and it doesn't mean it's always easy to take four young kids to the apple orchard. Uh, there's more apples being thrown at each other and <laughs> rotten apples being eaten by two year olds. But you know, it's one of those things where you, these kids, um, they get so much from, from life experiences. So we feel very lucky that we, we were able to do that. You know, I, I've um, created a career that's flexible enough to be able to, uh, just be spontaneous um, and do some of those things as a family. And uh, frankly, the, the kids, as much as they hate to admit it, they love being with their siblings and doing that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's fun. It, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys got to follow. So it's it's a great follow. And it, it uh, I always smile because I remember those days. I miss the days when they were young like that. Because don't blink. I'm telling you, don't blink. Because well, if you want to come change stuff. diapers, uh, you're welcome to do that. I'm <laughs> celebration in our house when there's no more diapers. <laughs> I, I remember those days too. So uh, both places. But um, so let, let's shift to your work because you didn't just move to Hilliard, man. You, you've put your stamp on this town. Um, and I, I would say that from casual conversations to the newspaper to uh, being a part of the Hilliard Board of Directors, uh, your name pops up a lot around this town. So talk about, like I said, you didn't just move here. What what have you done in Hilliard? You've been you've been busy. What what have you been doing in Hilliard? Yeah. So so again, it goes back to my roots. My parents uh, in Delaware. Anywhere we went, they knew my folks, and they knew my folks because they were active in community, and they instilled with us early in our lives that community is important. And if you're going to live somewhere, uh, you should add value to to the place that you live. So. 
You know, we, I moved to Hilliard in 2006, uh, kind of got acclimated, quickly joined the uh, YMCA Board of Directors, um, at which point I met a lot of people in this town. Uh, my career started um, in, in the f finance industry, financing apartment communities, and slowly gravitated to buying apartment communities. And some of those are in Hilliard, some elsewhere, but it got to a point where, um, you know, we were passionate about investing locally. So one of our first projects in Old Hilliard was the Legacy Smokehouse renovation. So we, we bought an old Victorian home um, that was just run down and, and created some vibrancy and some life to it. So, you know, now there's uh, three different businesses on that property, including the Smokehouse. Uh, my wife and I started a charity, which we'll get into called Dots Tots Foundation here in Hilliard. Uh, and then most recently, we just uh, launched that we're going to be putting, uh, bringing a sports facility to Hilliard uh, for basketball and volleyball um, over on Brown Park Drive near the post office. The two uh, high school basketball courts, four high school volleyball courts, um, room to, to rent out the facility for corporate events and parties, and we'll host AAU um, games and practices. It's a passion of ours playing college basketball. And then my wife grew up in Indiana where if you don't like basketball, you have to move out of the state. Uh, so it's something that, you know, we get to bring our passion to, to fill a void in this community. You know, the, the people who are involved in volleyball and basketball will tell you there's just not enough court space. Right. Um, so something we become passionate about is looking for voids in Hilliard and filling those in some way. And uh, whether that's, you know, a place to, to go uh, eat in Old Hilliard, whether that's a place to, to go shoot hoops. Um, you know, we've got a couple other projects that, that will be announced soon. Uh, so, yeah, please, please follow because I, I think we've got some pretty cool things on the horizon. Um, but our, our plan is if we're going to live here, we're going to raise our kids here. Uh, we're going to try to make this community better than, than when we stepped into it. And it's, it's provided so much for our family that it, it feels uh, not like a job, but but like we're, we're giving back to the community that's given us so much. Man, that Andy, that's, that's unbelievable. Like, I think so many of us, myself included, you know, you move into a neighborhood and, you know, it's, it, there's no more front porches. Um, you know, I grew up on a front porch, <laughs> you know, in Cleveland, yeah. uh, my, my mom would have people over and, and we would, you know, you got to know the mailman and, and, uh, it was a different time, you know, yeah, because we didn't have devices and all those things, but um, the, every house had a front porch, you know, and that was where you, you got to know each other. And now we drive home, we hit a button, we go in the garage, and some of us, myself included, may even hit that button before I get out of my car to close the door uh, and then go in my house, you know, and then we, we hit Netflix and uh, maybe on the weekend we go hit up some spot or we don't even stay in the town that we live in we we head off to some other place uh you know that that's got the latest and the greatest and and that's man that, that i i'm learning a lot myself from this so i'm thankful that you're on today because that that's an investment on your part to uh to say i'm not just gonna live here i'm gonna re rebuild i want to be part of something legacy smokehouse is incredible um i love the setting it's perfect for downtown hilliard and and uh Great food too, by the way. But but uh, no, great place. What you say? I just left there at noon. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You got to do the sample platter. Uh, amazing. It's a so shout out to Legacy, Legacy Steakhouse. Um, great stuff uh, or Smokehouse. I'm sorry. Um, just it's perfect for downtown Hilliard. It fits in so well and 
Uh, so that that's just so impressive. I didn't know all that, and and uh, man, that's a that's a credit to you that you're investing in the community. And you you quickly talked about, and I was going to ask you, let's talk about the basketball facility. What went into that thought, and and what that was the big splash last week or this week earlier in the newspaper. A lot of people I saw a lot of buzz about it. So talk, can you talk a little bit about that, and as much as you can? I'm not. I'm sure there's yeah. No, there's there's no secrets with that. So um, you know, we we started looking into it. Frankly. I was coaching my kids' basketball teams, and you know we're, we're practicing at eight o'clock on a, on a school night uh, at the elementary schools because it's the only space you could find. You're, right. you're having to um, share gym space and, and lobby space with the Boy Scouts, and it just it prompted me to say, "Where are all the basketball courts?" You know, yeah. we have uh, you know indoor um, turf facilities, we have plenty of outdoor grass facilities. Uh, but, but where do these kids go? You know, I grew up uh, going to a community center with a basketball court. I spent hours there. It was my safe haven. It was my social time. Uh, it was my stress relief. Uh, so, you know, I wanted something like that for this community. And I remember in Columbus, there was a facility called The Hoop years ago on the east side mm -hmm. uh, that a lot of us that played basketball in this area grew up playing games at. Uh, and it fell into disrepair and eventually went away. And I just said, look, if I can bring that in a small scale to Hilliard, um, and, and really it's to dip my toe in the water, I think there is a need for significant more, significantly more court space. Um, but not only that, it's fun. It, it's, it's fun for us, for our family. It's an interest that our family shares. So I've gotten to the point where I'm lucky enough that I can do business um, around things that we're passionate about. And this is one of those things. So. I talked to Dave Mergen, who started the Mid-Ohio Pumas here in Hilliard. Um, his family is the Hilliard-Bradley family. And, you know, he was explaining how court space is at a premium for them. They would love to have a home home turf, so to speak. So we, you know, over a couple of lunches and beers, you know, we, we got to the point where it, it made sense to, to do something like that in Hilliard. And uh, the city believed in it. Uh, we, we, received unanimous support, uh, both planning commission and the board of zoning approvals. There was an outpouring of support last week after the article went live. So it, clearly it wasn't just us that felt that there was a need and a desire uh, for that type of facility, but the community's really ra rallied behind us. So now it's, you know, how can we get this to be real and, and bring it out of the ground? Um, it's not going to go fast enough for me, but yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, and I was on the uh, the Hilliard Sports Commission, and so there was a lot of conversation about not just turf space, lacrosse space, soccer space, baseball space. It was also basketball, and um, the the our one thing I'll say about Hilliard schools is that they are very generous with their facilities. Um, I think some some communities maybe aren't as generous, but um, to your point, even when I was coaching the younger kids before they went off to middle school, that third to sixth grade. We were sometimes we were practicing on half a court, so there's demand, no doubt. And I love that as a basketball fan, uh, huge basketball fan, as you know. Um, I love that the basketball is not dying; it's actually still very, very popular. And I think I think it's going to do do very very well. And the fact that you have an AEU team that's kind of already committed to making it home uh, is also, you know, is great. So you almost have a tenant before you even open your. Um, yeah, that's, it makes it more that's, palatable to, to bite off a financial investment when you know the space is going to be spoken for. And I won't tell you that I grew up a Grant Hill fan because I know it'll make your skin crawl, but 
I've, uh, I've since graduated away from my loyalties to Duke. Uh, All right. Well, the, the sound kind of broke up on me there because it sounded like you said Grand Hill. No, I just, no, I, I, I you know, there's a respect. There's a respect. I'll say that. I like Grand Hill. I, I, I hate that his career ended as short as it did because he was going to be special. Um, but, but, and I, I, I do like to follow. I actually like Jay Billis a lot, who's a Dukie. You know, he, he's, a, yeah. he's a former Duke guy. And um, so, you know, there's respect. There's respect. At well, time. I'll tell you what, what start, people always ask me, you know, why, why Duke? And, and I said, candid, and this is dead candor. I was a huge Fresh Prince of Bel Air fan. Will Smith's flat top and Grant Hill's flat top. This that was that was what did it for me. So <laughs> well, that whole team I think had them, and now we're talking. Uh, yeah, now we're talking hoops, but I think uh, what was the other guy's name? Um, it was Thomas Hill, Hill. Was the other Hill. What's that? Thomas Hill. He was the Thomas other. Thomas Hill. Yes. Yeah. They both they rocked it, and they did it. They they rocked it well. So um, I even tried to rock a flat top in the day, but <laughs> that was a while ago. So no, uh, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> I got respect for, for Duke. I do uh, as much as, you know, anyway. Um, well, that's very cool. So, all right, we got, we got about 15 minutes. I want to hear about Dots Tots uh, because that's, man, already I, we, we could call it a podcast now and, and people I guarantee are going to take a lot away from this. I'm going to, even if like two people listen to it. Um, so tell me about Dot, tot, Dots Tots because I know that's, that's near and dear to your heart. It sure is. So uh, when my wife decided to step away from social work and, and raise our children, uh, you know, she didn't want to step away from all of these kids who need support. Um, so we, we were talking, uh, this was probably 2013 or 2014, about how can she stay involved in that space without having to go to work and deal with the emotion and the stress. I mean, social work is, it takes everything out of you um, and, and then some. So, you know, I was, I was at the point as a business guy, I would look at all these charities, many of whom are doing great work, but you wouldn't know how your dollars were being spent. So yeah. I said, what if we can combine, you know, my business interest of bringing philanthropy forward where every dollar is put to good and we're transparent and everybody knows where the money's going uh, around your passion, which is namely foster children and, and foster families. So we spent some time thinking about, you know, who do we really want to serve? It was these foster community, the foster community, it was children with debilitating disease and illness. So pediatric cancer patients, we've done a lot of children with uh, severe autism. We've, we've um, done a lot of service dogs for those families. And then teenagers, as, as the cost of college is uh, getting to be uh, outlandish, you know, we wanted to support teenagers in our community who are trying to go to college, particularly those that either have debilitating disease or illness or are part of the foster care community. So we launched uh, the Stats Tots Foundation. It's named after my grandmother, Dottie, uh, who was a lifelong educator. Um, you know, she, when I think about helping kids, she's who came to mind, um, which is why that, that name uh, branded our, our foundation. Uh, and, and in 2013, we applied for IRS approval, which is no small process. I mean, it took us about 11 months to get a 501c3 designation to be able to accept tax deductible donations. And we got it, and then we looked at each other and said, "What are we going to do with this? You know, we don't have we don't have an active board of directors. We don't have an office. We don't have a logo. I mean, it, this is we're flying by the seat of our pants." Well, divine intervention, I suppose. Um, my assistant at the time calls me within weeks of IRS approval and says her 16-year-old was diagnosed with pediatric brain cancer, and I'll never forget where I was sitting. You know how that hit me. 
And I just remember hanging up the phone and telling Ashley, I, my wife, I said, look, we have to spring into action. You know, we might not know what we're doing. Uh, we might not know all the legalities of running a charity, but this boy needs us. And we were able to raise about $40,000 for, for Skyler in you know, less than two months. Uh, we paid for clinical trials um, as his cancer progressed. We paid for you know, stand-up showers uh, for his, you know, his family room. And you know, there, there was a point um, where he looked at me and he said, Andy, you know, you've done so much for me, the 16-year-old, you know, fighting for his life. He said, I want you to take some of that money and I want you to get a logo and I want you to support other kids who are fighting the same fight that I'm fighting. And it, it just always sticks with me because as a 16-year-old, I don't think I would have had that perspective. Um, I don't think I would have been able to look outside of my own, um, you know, misery uh, fighting, you know, for your life like that. But uh, it was Skylar's selfless, selflessness that, that really accelerated our charity's growth. We thought this was going to be a $10,000 a year charity doing some grassroots things in a, in a small community. Um, and when we when we lost Skylar, um, you know, 18 months or so after uh, we, his fight began, uh, we just knew that there was a, a bigger mission for us with this charity. And uh, I think this year we'll be over $140,000 in terms of the amount of money we're able to put to work for those those missional purposes. We were out of Hilliard, I'd say 80% of our resources are spent here in Hilliard, 20%, you know, in greater central Ohio. But it's one of those things that has really solidified for our family that Hilliard was the right place because we launched this charity and you know, charities are contingent upon a community supporting it. And, yeah. you know, we have a bar crawl, we have a 5K, we have a golf outing, uh, we have a holiday party, and the community has just come out in droves uh, to support what we're doing. And, and I think they're seeing that, that we're you know, doing good with their resources. And uh, I'll tell you, there are a lot of days that I get sucked into the Docs Pots work um, because it's, it's just, there's such a need, one, but it's so rewarding when, when you know, your grandparents and parents tell you that it's better to give than to receive until you really throw yourself into giving, um, you don't know how much you can receive back. And, yeah. you know, through this charity, we've been able to do that. We've, we've shown our kids uh, that that's, that's a way to live life, you know, for, for others. Right. Uh, and to throw, throw your arms around your neighbors when they need it the most. So. Uh, I tell you, it, it's become a big family. All these, all these families and these these children we've been able to help uh, are now just an extension of our immediate family. I, I love nothing more than go out in Old Hilliard and you see one of these kids you've been able to help, or you you see one of these service dogs walking alongside uh, one of these kids that needs it, and um, you know I get goosebumps thinking about it. But that's that's why we're here. You know, yeah. that's why we're here. Wow, uh, and, man, Andy, I'm 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 blown away. Um, I feel like I said that after everything that you've said today, but um, man, you're the best of us. Um, to to I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm scripted. I'm speechless. That's not often that you're you're speechless, but look, it's <laughs> it's not just me. I'm I'm surrounded by a lot of good people, my wife included, who you know have has a giant heart, um, and the, the people that we do life with have giant hearts, and it, it's contagious. Yeah. And um, you know, it's hard not to, to want to spring into action when you're around those types of people. Um, but I appreciate all you say, but I, again, I, I wouldn't be doing all this stuff if I didn't have a village behind me. They're my engine. Um, they're, they're helping propel all this stuff forward. I'm, 
I'm an idea guy. You know, I, I get up at 4.30 every morning um, and I sit in my office and a lot of that time is just thinking. And uh, then it's a matter of getting people behind you that, that believe in what you're doing and um, really pushing this stuff forward. And, and all that to say, they're the best of us too. Um, because as you yeah. said, it does take a village. Um, whether it's your own family, your immediate family, your surrounding family, your small group at church, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, whatever it might be. Um, Cause I, I'm an idea guy too. And so, you know, to get people to rally behind it uh, and see your vision the way that you see it. And cause a lot of times it looks a lot better in your head than it, when you explain it. And at the truth. Yeah. You no, know, for, for me, at least when I try to explain what I saw uh, as far as like what th something could be um, to get people to rally behind that, not just emotionally, but also financially and all those places too. But um, man, I, like I said, I'm, I'm speechless by, your story um from where we've started to where we are now um your family you so you you know and and i i have never met your parents um but i'm gonna tell you they did it they did a heck of a job and what's amazing and i don't know if you realize this you probably do but what they imprinted on you you are now imprinting on your kids and you just said that like they invested in their community you moved to a community in hilliard you're putting your footprint and stamp on this community in the best ways. And now you're training up your children by what you're doing, not by what you're probably, you maybe you're, you're saying it verbally, but they're watching everything you're doing. And when they move to a community one day, they will do the same. And that's awesome. I'll make sure my parents watch this. Um, please do, please do. It is a testament to them. Um, you, you know, and, and look, it's very easy to get sucked in to think that all is lost in the world right now. You know, there's, right. A lot of, there, there's hate, there's chaos, there's um, political disagreements, you know, but but there's also so much good and there's so many people doing good. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a glass half full guy. Uh, they say that, you know, your biggest strengths, your biggest weakness, that's probably me. Um, yeah. Because I, I see, I see the, the good in everything and sometimes, you know, it's just not good. But it is good. There, there, there is so much to celebrate out there, and there's so many good people doing good things. And um, you know, I just, I, I want to fall in line. I want to be part of that. I want my kids to be part of that. Um, and if, if we can help show people that you know all is not lost, the sky is not falling. Um, well, we're gonna do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not just doing it, you're preaching, you're not just preaching it, you're doing it. Uh, I should say, I said that backwards, but you, you get the point. You're not just talking. You're not just sitting behind a keyboard firing off tweets about how things need to be better. You're actually out there getting your hands dirty and your feet dirty and, and you have your family right beside you doing the same and that's incredible. Um, so Thanks, before we get off, what, uh, what, um, what are the links? Where can we find you? Where can anybody that hears this find you? How can they help? Uh, this is there's this is your stage. What what uh, what can we do? Where can we find you? All those things. Sure. Uh, so dots tots. I want to plug first. www.dotstots.org. D o t s t o t s. org. Uh, it has a link to all of our events. You know, we've got a, every September we we typically do a bar crawl in Old Hilliard. Um, can't do that this year. We're going to do a virtual bar crawl. People can go buy goodie bags. Uh, we'll, we'll give those out on October 10th. Uh, it's going to be a sampling of everything Hilliard. So all the things you see at the, the uh, Center Street Market, um, 
and, and all the vendors throughout Old Hilliard will have a, a, a neat bag that you can buy and, and support the cause. So would love for people to, to go check that out. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at uh, Andy T. Warnock. That's W-A-R-N-O-C-K. Uh, you know, I love sharing what we're doing, both philanthropically from a business standpoint, and then just just sharing our family. Because as you said, I think they're beautiful too, and I want to show them off. Um, and I'll take every opportunity I can to show them off. So, uh, you know, you'll find a lot at those two places. And, um, you know, we're, we're not, uh, you know, I'm not an overly private person. I want people to be inside of, of our family and be part of our family. And uh, I've had numerous people say, don't you think your network's big enough? You don't need to, I said, no, I can never, you know, I want to, I want to be doing life with as many people as uh, I, I can be. So uh, come on in, you know, come, yeah. come join me. No, that's awesome. And uh, and I'm I'm honored to uh, to know you just a little bit that I do. I'm honored to literally learn more about you today. Um, and now I now I want to know more. <laughs> I, I, I we can uh, go round two sometime. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I um I'm 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 blown away, Andy. And I'm so thankful for for the time you gave me today. I know you got somebody waking up real soon uh, that that you need to tend to. Thank you for carving out just a little bit of time to tell your story. I know it's going to impact people and, and that's what we're here for most. And man, you're, you're living it to the full. Um, Cause you know, none of us, who knows what even tomorrow brings and uh, man, you, you are pedal to the pedal to the floor, getting it done. And, and I appreciate that about you. You do have a beautiful family. I'm honored to, uh, to, uh, to have met you and, and call you friend. And, and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully being at the ribbon cutting of the hoop place one day and, and celebrate that here in our town and everything else you're doing for this town. Thank you for Hilliard and what you're doing for us too. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate what you're doing. And uh, there'll be a dad's league at that facility for sure. So, Oh man, I might have to get in shape. <laughs> come, come join us. We'll have the stretcher ready for the Achilles and uh, knees to go along the way. I'll set, I'll set picks and rebound. Set picks and rebound. That's where yeah. I'm at now at this point in life. I, I just shoot from everywhere. So I need a guy on my team that's willing to rebound. Okay, give me a jersey. I'm there. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thank man. All righty. Bye. Thanks, Aaron. This has been the latest episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll be back with another great guest soon. We'll see you next time.